Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of Three Point Podcast. I'm the old school guy, Ted Fattel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. Our millennial viewpoints will be coming from Jared Fattel of Fox 17 of Grand Rapids. And on the phone, our Gen Xer, Matt Burns of ESPN. Our sponsors this evening include Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, and our podcast recording home, Z92.5 The Castle. We'll also be checking in a little bit later with our very own Jack Strap and his unique views in the sports world. Tonight we'll also recap our last week, talk a little football for sure, and then we'll get another round and probably the final of Three Point Pod Free Press GOAT contest in bracket and we'll talk about anything else we want to tee up guys we continue to grow every week we really appreciate all the support from our listeners and everybody out there listening help us and subscribe to apple podcast on your iphone and while you're there rate and comment on our podcast page you can also follow on soundcloud or tune in as well Whichever site you use to listen, we really do appreciate it. But, guys, we're recording this on Wednesday night in uh, breaking news out of Columbus, Ohio. Why don't you start us off, Matt? Well, yeah, breaking news. I think that a lot of us uh, Michigan and Michigan State fans, I don't know if we want to say we're excited about it, but, you know, kind of kind of uh, interesting news anyway to see that Urban Meyer just got placed on paid administrative leave because of the whole scandal with the coach that he was continue to employ he had him at florida and then he, he was a coach at ohio state with meyer and yeah it's a pretty crazy story i guess since 2009 he's been uh in domestic disputes with his wife i think they're separated now but it's it's been coming out that urban meyer he knew the whole time basically that the victim has come out and said that she's been telling people and then talking to other coaches wives and stuff like that and and last week at big Ten media days urban meyer said he didn't know so you know, the whole thing is it's looking like he's covering it up. It looks looks like he lied and, and he knew and was employing this guy, even though he's uh, he's an accused uh, domestic violence uh, guy. I don't know. It's pretty crazy, guys. Yeah, wife ba- wife now, batterer. Was uh, the assistant coach found guilty back in 2015? Was there Did anything go to the police at all back in 2015? Do you know, Matt? Well, the charges were filed uh but he was never he's never arrested or anything like that i think it was one of those uh, the charges were filed so i'm not sure exactly how far it went from there but but there there's evidence of all the abuse and everything so and there's other things too like this guy just looks like a complete scumbag i guess he after uh his ex-wife or whatever after they separated he it's found that he put cameras in their house because he was watching her and her boyfriend. Uh-oh. He would he would just show up at their house and and you know get in verbal disputes with her and sometimes abuse her physically and stuff. So he just seems like a complete loser. And and it's one of those things like there's a small small chance that Urban Meyer didn't know, but there's text messages, there's pictures, there's conversations from the victim to the coach's wives and everything like that that show that people were aware of this. So. So it's a bad look on Urban Meyer. Well, it really is, and it's the first step to possibly termination. I mean, yeah, they put him on administrative leave because they're trying now to cross the T's and dot the I's and do the full uh, investigation, right? Yeah, I mean that's what everyone's saying, and like all the whatever, all the experts on, on Sports Center and everything. I, I was just watching, and that's what they're saying. Usually, the first step when with one of these things is which Ohio State has done and placed him on paid administrative leave because. They're, they're feeling like that. He's definitely going to be on his way out. 
if they thought he was innocent and they thought there was nothing to this, then they wouldn't have put him on paid administrative leave. I was just going to say, we always talk about the cover-up sometimes is worse, in fact, most of the times worse than a lot of the crimes. And, you know, Meyer, he's the head dog there. It all stops with him. If he truly knew about this and then lied at the Big Ten meeting, like you said, that he didn't know about it, I mean, that's, I think that's grounds for firing right there. It should be. I mean, it happened to Jim Trestle. That's, that's how Jim yeah. Trestle lost his job at Ohio State. There was that whole tattoo scandal, and he was right. covering it up and allowed the players to play who, who were getting the free tattoos and all that stuff. And once it came out that he was covering it up, they fired him. So, that, that, like you said, sometimes the cover-up is worse than the crime. And that's a, and you made, made a good point with the Jim Trestle thing. If Jim Trestle gets fired for covering up some players getting tattoos and somehow Urban Meyer, if it is true that he knew about it, which I'm not even I'm not sold on. It's all allegations right now. Exactly. Can I can I so who's to stop somebody from now I'm not saying this is what happened, but who's to stop somebody from just pulling up like a fake messages and like so just like in the whole domestic abuse thing, this is where I think is like it's treat like I think that this hundred percent happened in this case, like Matt said, the guy's a scumbag. But who's to stop someone from just like injuring themselves and taking photos of it. It, it, it. That just kind of crossed my mind. That's entirely possible. It is. not. not I really don't, and obviously I don't think it happened in this scenario, but just I in agree. these scenarios in general, I guess. Right. Yeah, it's definitely possible. And that's 1% chance that Meyer didn't know is that the evidence is uh, that Brett McMurphy is the guy who broke the story. He had He saw the text message conversations between the victim and all the coaches' wives, and one of them was Urban Meyer's wife oh and so she knew there's i mean there's fact i mean there's evidence right there that urban meyer's wife know knows about it right all the way back to 2009 so i mean she's just as guilty as anyone if, if she knew about all this and didn't say anything but we all know i mean jared you're not married yet but but you know how this goes if your wife knows about stuff like this it's very slim chance that she didn't talk to urban meyer about it oh you got that right now let me ask you this in general protocol if the, in this situation when a head coach finds out about the allegations, let's say his Urban's wife told him, hey, man, there's something going on with your assistant coach here and his wife, and it's not looking good. What, is, what does Meyer do at that point? I mean, you know, we went through the whole even a lot worse scenario in Penn State, but, but what, what does the coach do? He obviously, in my mind, has to go to the athletic director, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, that, and that's, again, going to be, and that's what people are saying in some of his defense is that, you know, maybe if he found out that, you know, from his wife or somebody else, uh, that this is going on, he maybe went to the guy, to to his friend, to the assistant coach, and asked, hey, is this true? You know, this is being talked about. Right. And maybe the coach said, no, it's not true. So he's going to say, I, I trusted my buddy. You know, he's been my friend for however long and all that kind of stuff. So so that that's maybe going to be the defense right there. Uh, that's a defense that gets you fired right there. I'm, I just yeah. hate to say it, but they, they, that defense is not good enough, especially in today's day and age. I mean, you know, I tend to agree with one point. Okay, he might might uh, try to back his friend, you know, but with all the money that Myers makes to run that program and all, everybody else's livelihood that depends on him, man, you better be a straight shooter. You got to be, don't you? Yeah, and there, there's a whole other side to this that makes it even more shady. Uh, so Zach Smith is the assistant coach who's, who's the domestic abuser. He it, it goes all the way, like I said, all the way back to 2009. There's like multiple police reports of them having to go to their house. So it's it's pretty well known that he is a violent person. Mm-hmm. He's the grandson of Earl Bruce. Right. Who, if you if you don't know who Earl Bruce is, he's a legendary Ohio State coach who took over after Woody Hayes was fired at Ohio State. And 
Earl Bruce was there, he he is Urban Meyer's mentor. Urban Meyer talks about Earl Bruce all the time being being like basically like Jim Harbaugh to Bo Schembechler. That's Urban Meyer to Earl Bruce. So this assistant coach is Earl Bruce's grandson. So people are saying like there's no way that Urban Meyer would have thrown his mentor's grandson under the bus and, and brought all this stuff out. So that makes it look even more shady. Wow. Well, our listeners out there may know more about what's going on by the time they listen to this podcast, but this is fresh breaking news as we record. Now, I, before just cut you off real quick, no. but Matt mentioned it right before he went on his soliloquy, Stephen A. Smith quote, uh, that Michigan, <laughs> Michigan and like Michigan State fans might not necessarily be happy about the news, but you know that we're kind of smirking. Or I don't, I don't know what the right people know what I'm saying with. Well, fit, let's face it; it doesn't disappoint us if Urban Meyer gets shown the door. Yeah, but let me just say this: I kind of want him to stick around. I want to beat Urban Meyer. <laughs> That's just me personally. I want to beat him. Yeah. It just feels tainted if we beat him without him. Yeah, I. Well, there is that side to it because we haven't beat. Or Urban Meyer. So there is that side to it that it's like, man, if he leaves, then obviously, like, say Michigan beats Ohio State this year, that's going to be the excuse. Yeah, and he would always that's true. And he, and he would just kind of go out always having Jim Harbaugh's number. What, 3-0 and now? Yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. But I didn't. something I did notice was kind of a funny coincidence. You know that, have you guys seen that photo of Urban Meyer eating, like, the Papa John's pizza? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. That was all over Twitter today. But it's just, what's, like, Papa John's, it has some correlation with, obviously, the the Papa like Shiano. <laughs> oh, I don't. What was well, isn't there? Isn't there headquarters in Columbus? No, it's in Louisville. Oh, I it's think. Louisville. Okay, yeah. but it's just if you're any in any way associated with Papa John's, like it's like the plague. Like something's coming for you. Right. Yeah, and it's one of those things. I was, I was, I've been. I've just texting a bunch of my friends like crazy, and we were talking about like. I mean, we're all Michigan fans, but we were saying like this is a time that it makes you appreciate having a basketball coach like John Beeline, who you know it, there's absolutely no threat of a scandal. It seems like with Beeline. And really with Harbaugh, I mean, the biggest complaint with Harbaugh is that he has some odd recruiting tactics and <laughs> uh, satellite camps, I guess, and he took his shirt off at a seven-on-seven camp one time, and people thought that was weird. I mean, if that's the biggest complaint about Harbaugh, then I guess it's not that bad. That's what you said, but it just seems like every – there's like a new coach, like every, you know, few months that you wouldn't – like I wouldn't have su- su- suspected this to happen to Urban Meyer. And it's just you, – you never know. Like, watch, in a – few months it'll be jim harbaugh like it wouldn't surprise me well, it could it just could be like even john beeline just there's like if joe pa if it happens to joe pa like it could happen to john beeline in my opinion i mean that that is a good point because you you never know i mean we don't know these guys personally we only know them for what we read in the news or you know seeing interviews on tv or whatever but the thing with this doesn't actually shock me with meyer because he did some shady stuff at florida and yeah. he you know, recruited Aaron Hernandez, he recruited Riley Cooper, and there was a bunch of other guys that he recruited who ended up getting in a ton of trouble. I mean, this coach was also an assistant at Florida while he was there, and he left. When he left Florida, he said it was health conditions, but there was a lot going on behind the scenes when he left Florida. So really, to, to me, I'm not shocked that this happened to Urban Meyer. Yeah, I feel like he just he kind of falls victim to, you know, giving guys second and maybe even third chances, and I think that's kind of what maybe happened here, like if he had known, like he... Yeah, but it's but it, the thing is, too, the, the dude, Zach Smith, apparently never stopped from 2015. Still yeah. shenanigans going on. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to... I'm just saying it's possible that Urban Meyer didn't know about the... the he probably maybe heard about it in 2015 so right. you know get get it right clean it up yeah yeah clean it up and then i think it just happened again and he got burnt yeah well it's not looking good for yeah. sure i mean he could be eating chicken could be eating chicken there matt yeah it could be i think it comes back to our 
our theme that we used to throw around there that, that I told you that sometimes my friends and I, we talk about words to live by. Just don't be an asshole. Exactly. Well, uh, as, far, as far, yeah, 100%. Great quote. As far as chicken and the Jim Harbaugh quote is what <laughs> you're referencing to, uh, Ted, I'm 100% out on chicken, which is unfortunate. Rotisserie chickens are like my favorite. I'm out on them. Why? Uh, there's Jim Harbaugh claiming Because they're they a nervous are, bird? They are a nervous bird. It made a lot of sense to me. <laughs> well, well. That, like, that's kind of what I was saying a few minutes ago. Like that, That's the headline news with Harbaugh in, in Michigan this offseason is that Harbaugh said some, made, it, made it kind of a funny statement about chickens being a nervous bird. Like that, That's the headline for Michigan and Harbaugh. Kind of off the rails a little bit. What is your guys' thoughts on rotisserie chicken? Are you guys a fan? Oh, f- you know, ones you get from the store, you yeah. know, Costco, Meyer. I'm a big fan. I like white meat. I don't like the, the legs. I just like the chicken breast myself. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I've, I've only honestly had the those ones that you're talking about that you can buy, like, right by the, the checkout line. I've only yep. had those a few times, but um, pretty good. I'm not I'm not the biggest meat eater anymore. I don't eat a ton of meat, but, but those those are pretty good. Well, then you're not following the Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh diet either, then. Because he just said you need to eat more meat, like beef, right? That was his whole take. Talking about the uh, dad body Harbaugh? said that, yeah. you know, chickens are nervous birds. And that's what, that's what was funny is people spun it a different way. They said that he was, like, taking a shot at Wilton Spate, saying that he was a nervous quarterback, so he needed to stop eating chicken. But I don't know. I think it was just I one of those quirky that. things that Harbaugh says. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that quote from him. And it, I'm sure he said it, but, uh, I mean, who really cares? Spate's gone now. You know, and then that's the big headline about Harbaugh. I, I think he'll take that. Did you now? Did you see all like how John O'Corn came out? Like, there must be some article coming out on him very soon, or it is out about Harbaugh. Yeah, just no. John O'Corn. Matt, do you, I don't. I'm trying to remember what the exact quote was, but John O'Corn was kind of slandering him too, wasn't he? Well, I mean, that, so again, it kind of got spun a few different ways. Like something came out, some an article or something, and, and some people were commenting, some fans, and uh, whether it was on Twitter or on the actual article. They were calling former players hoes and telling them that they were soft and stuff like that. So O'Corn came out and kind of defended, made, made his own comments that didn't say that the Michigan fan base was like irrational, but was basically basically he was saying that. So people started attacking O'Corn, saying that he didn't like Harbaugh, he didn't appreciate Michigan, all that kind of stuff. So O'Corn then replied and said, "I have no problem with the program or the school," you know, implying that. He couldn't stand the Michigan fan base. Hmm. Well, that's too bad. I mean, he uh, he had his chance to to really lead that team and and didn't do it. You know, and that's the way it goes in big time college football. I don't like the slandering. I mean, he's a dick. We all know that. I think yeah. we all can agree. Jim Harbaugh's a bit of a dick, but he's our dick. Yeah, you know he is. I mean? He's a, yeah, absolutely. If, if if it like I can talk about my girlfriend, I can say you know she's fat or annoying, or whatever. <laughs> but if someone else says it, then it's off limits. That's kind of how I view this. Like John O'Corn. I mean, yeah, you went to Michigan, you graduated from there. You didn't help us out much. Right. I'm kind of I don't even know if I considered you a Michigan. Do guy. you look at him like do you look at him as a true Michigan guy or well, not because he in. transferred? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, not a Michigan man. Okay. No, and I mean that's yeah, he you know, he, whatever, he played hard and he <laughs> played hard like our, our baseball thing. But, that's our tagline. You know, he, he had some pretty terrible games too. So, to me it was one of those things like if you want to just move on you're like he shouldn't have even said anything right that just, it really just makes him look soft and makes him look like he you know couldn't couldn't handle the pressure or something like that it's kind of like just move on and cut your losses did you guys see that he claimed himself as the 
Like most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft this year? Uh, that doesn't surprise me, but do you think he'll even make a roster? I No way. No way. Wow, no. And I, I saw like one headline say he played like a really good game against Purdue. I don't remember this game where he played really well. Yeah, the, six, the second half. Yeah, he played he pretty well. After Spate like, broke his back. And <laughs> he, had a, he had an awesome second half, and that's what made people think that O'Corn was going to take over, and then he was awful the rest of the year. I think the Lions, I think the Lions invited him to camp. Uh, I'm not sure if, if he's made it like to the practice squad or what. But uh, speaking of the Lions, they just cut uh, Amari Coleman out of New Lothrop. Oh, oh. did they? Yeah, nice. I thought I was hoping he might make at least the first uh, preseason game and watch him in action a little bit. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, so he's looking for another team. Up by else. Yeah, ho- I don't know. Hopefully, but I know he's looking right now. Before we uh, go to our next segment, guys, let's talk a little bit of Michigan and Michigan State football. I can't remember a time where both Michigan and Michigan State are legitimate, you know, top uh, possible top six or five teams going into the going into the first game. What do you guys think about that? I saw a uh, – I'm 100% pumped for the season. Yeah. You know, when I was in, I saw it on Twitter. I shouldn't have watched it. I knew exactly what type of mood it was going to put me in. <laughs> there was a college football, like, 2019 season, like, pump-up video. As soon oh. as I watched it, I'm just like – You're ready. Craving college football now i should not have done it i'm with you and we still got a month right oh still a long month ago but let's start with michigan you know we 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 mentioned the fact that harbaugh has got to improve against ohio state where he's 0-3 and 1-2 against michigan state that's a little deceptive because one of those losses they had in the bag and that was that block punt but still one and two against state and i know that's the one you want them to beat jared but they're their defense again should be uh, top-notch. I mean, that, that's going to be an, an, an impressive defense if they stay healthy. Yeah, it, it should be better than the defense from two years ago when uh, they had Peppers and all those guys that are now playing in the NFL. But this defense really should be as good or better. And obviously, Shea Patterson is, is the big uh, question mark. Is he actually going to live up to the hype? Because Michigan hasn't, I mean, outside of Jake Rudock that first year with Harbaugh, Michigan hasn't had very good quarterback play, so... Seems like that's been the one thing that's missing. So that's what I'm most excited about. Well, hopefully, we see some good quarterback play. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking offense, I mean, yeah, I'm expecting Patterson. If he stays health, healthy, hopefully he will. He's going to have a great season. He's got a couple of good running backs coming back, and Higdon and Evans. You know, he's got some receivers. Donovan Peoples Jones. He had a rough year last year, but I think he's. I still think he has some talent. Yeah, I remember one of my t- like. I'll stand. I'll die on this hill until he improves. All I know, last year he was so slow. Yeah, the wide receivers weren't good last. Like, yeah, we were kind of mocking O'Corn, but the wide receivers were young, but they were not good last year. Right. And a lot of those guys are coming back, so hopefully the the one year of experience helps. Yeah, and that's what I think. As an, I'll just talk, chalk it up to youth, but we'll see this year. You know, the whole year of experience under their belt, exactly like you said, Matt. But we'll see. Well, and another nice thing on the defensive side. I mean, they got Winovich and Gary back, along with Bush in the middle. I mean. And their coaches back. I mean, that's going to be a fun team to watch. I think. I mean, they got a hell of a schedule they got to get through. But uh, man, if they can, if they can just figure out a way to win those games that they lost in Harbaugh's first year, they they could be something to be really special. That's the thing yeah. that people talk about. Like you know, Harbaugh gets bashed a lot, obviously, because he he hasn't finished better than third in in the division in in the Big Ten. And you know, he's like you already brought it up the record against Michigan State, Ohio State, but. He's the craziest play probably in the history of college football against Michigan State. That year, they would have been 11-2. and Right. And then, that, you know, two years ago against Ohio State, a bad spot and then, a you know, a play in overtime. They would have beat Ohio State that year. They might have been in the college football playoffs. But you can't hang your head on that. They lost those games. Yeah. 
And then uh, down the road in East Lansing, Jared, you wanna you wanna build up Michigan State? I, very, I mean, from what I know of them, very good team. <laughs> as much as it pains me to say, uh, they got Lewerke, which from I heard, off, uh, I have a couple buddies who are like bartenders and uh, bouncers at a club, and from what I've heard, Lewerke is just the biggest. Uh, dick in the entire world. Really? That's what I've heard. That's the that's, I heard that he That's you know, the word he, on the street. He was really cool uh before he, you know, had all this notoriety as a starter and then since then he's just completely flipped and did a one eighty so and now went to his head a little bit, huh? hundred percent. Well we'll oh. see if that's uh legitimate or not. He has a nice running back in L J Scott. He had a chance he had a propensity to fumble the ball a little bit last year in key situations, but he does have a lot of talent. No, he's good, and, and they they always have a good defense. It seems like under D'Antonio, he he gets that defense ready, whether they're full of three stars or four or five stars. But but yeah, I think Lewerke, I, I think he's going to be pretty good. You know, whether he's a dick at the bar or whatever, but <laughs> I think he's going to give the deep Michigan's defense problems. But I don't know. We'll see. There's, there's no no excuses for Michigan this year. No, that's for sure. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the Big Ten this year as well. I mean, Penn State's got McSorley back. It's gonna. I'm with Jared, and I think you're the same way, man. I mean, let's tee it up right now. I'm ready. Yeah. College football. It's exactly one month away. It's August 1st, uh, oh. September. Well, I guess there'll probably be a game on that Thursday. Notre Dame. you got to love yeah. Labor Day weekend. Oh, it's the best. And Notre Dame and Michigan, I am so geared up for that. I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be – I love that they brought that back, especially right. game number one. Well, we're certainly going to be getting into a lot more uh, college football talk. We also – before we do take our break, let's keep it on football for just a moment. Uh, the Hall of Fame game's coming up this weekend, and the NFL Hall of Fame is going to be taking place. Terrell Owens uh, again elected to sit it out, but hey, the NFL starting preseason. Do you guys, do you guys watch preseason? Do you get into it at all? I will watch it, uh, just because you need. I think everyone's kind of in the same frame. Man, we need football. Mm-hmm. We are craving it. As for hard knocks, like I that when I think of preseason, I think of hard knocks, and that's that's what I live for. The hard knocks show. Well, what I've done through through the years, I mean, I. I don't miss a Lions preseason game. I watch every play. I dissect what they got. I know it's tough to tell because a lot of the scrubs are playing, trying to make the team, but I love it. And like you said, it, it's football. And, uh, you know, speaking of football, Johnny Manziel's getting a start, I think, Friday night, isn't he? And on I television. I love that. But I don't like. You called for him to start last I did. week, wasn't it? Yeah. I really don't know if it's a great move. I know. He's playing his former team. I was going to ask you about that. I would have I would have given him a few more weeks to get his feet wet. I don't know. I just feel like there's only one kind of chance for his, this comeback. I feel like he's kind of on his last try. Right. And he needs to make it work. And I just don't know if throwing him into a – first off, the league already has ridiculous rules. And a system where he really doesn't know what's going on that well, I would assume, already. I mean, he's only been there for like a week and a half. At least he knows the team he's playing against, though. Right, True. he practiced against them, so maybe it's an advantage. Is, is that an ESPN uh, coverage or is that on Fox? Do you know, Matt? Uh, I'm not sure on that game specifically. I know we do carry a lot of the CFL. Um, a lot of it is on the ESPN Plus app. Yeah. Um, so but I'm I, not sure about that game. Actually, I haven't I haven't seen what, where that's going to be aired. Okay. No, the other games have been on on the ESPN app. I would assume it would be then. But yeah, I'm curious to see how he does. I mean. I, I do understand what Jared's saying. Give him a couple weeks to learn the offense and everything. But the other side of me is like, you signed or you traded for Johnny Menzel. Put him in. Throw him into the fire. See what he can do. Sure. And you're a last place team, so what? You don't really have that much to lose. If he if he gets banged around a little bit in the first game or two, but improves, 
I don't think that's the end of that's his career. Feel, like, they don't have anything to lose, but I feel like Johnny does. And that's yeah. really all I care about. Right, right. Get him out of that league as quick as you can. So so do you think that he's a failure right away if he has a bad first game? Is that no, your, is that your gut feel? The, I just think the media is going to mm. you know, kind of galvanize around that. And then you never know how that could affect someone mentally. Yeah, I guess that's true. But if you if you let the media bring you down, I mean, you got to be a little tougher than that, I think. I Yeah, I agree. But I'll, I just that's what you say, but we've never been – you know, media scrutinized like uh, someone like Johnny Manziel would be if he has one bad game. True, especially when all the eyes are going to be on him now. It's his first start. I, I think you're going to be watching. I, I think I, saw I you retweet it. Yeah, I'm going to be watching for sure. So, all right, well, let's leave that one right there. But uh, for our listeners, we're going to have a whole heck of a lot more football as we move down the road. In fact, I'll tell you more a little later on about our big uh, prep preview show we got coming up in a couple of weeks but right now i want to tell you about our our good friends over at rivals tap house and grill where we like to meet up with our friends why not meet up with your friends there catch your favorite sporting events i can guarantee you they will have football on saturdays and sundays just ask the great staff what game you want to watch i saw they had a new menu that they put on facebook a couple of additions like a cubano sandwich yes i have my i i have my pencil Circled on their menu for the Cubano Sanch- well, Sandwich. Well, we'll definitely be making an appearance there very, very soon for some of that great food and drink specials. That's Rivals Tap House and Grill, located on the corner of Shiawassee at M21 in Corona. All right, next up, let's see what's going on again with our pod's oldest athletic supporter, Jack Strap. Hi, guys. It's Jackie here. How are you? Hey, Jackie. How's it going, Jackie? Good. Hey, uh, Jack will be here in a minute, but I just wanted to grab the phone and sort of apologize. I was embarrassed that, uh, you know, you might recall a few weeks ago, Jack wasn't able to finish. He actually, he passed out. I don't know if you knew that. Well, I knew he wasn't doing very well. Uh, so is he okay? Yeah, he uh, he's on high blood pressure medicine, and he uh, popped a couple blood pressure pills uh, mid-afternoon that day, but I, I later showed him that it was, you know, two Viagra pills instead. So, all the blood rushed to his brain, and he was uh, he was just a crazy man and passed out, but he woke up pretty quickly. But he woke up with an erection, which he had for two days. <laughs> Stuff works, baby. I can't believe that woman, guys. Man, can you believe that she would embarrass me again like that? I don't know what's in her. I don't know. I wouldn't be embarrassed for a two-day erection, I'll tell you that much. Well, that's true, I guess, but as long as you think I shouldn't have been embarrassed. But my goodness, that woman, of course, I guess she's been married to me now quite a while, so uh, I guess they say you start to mirror each other after a while. So, <laughs> well, anyway, guys, I hope all is well. Hey, it was great to see uh, Trammell and Morris enter the Hall of Fame as uh, they contributed to the success big time of the 1968 World Series Tigers. Did you guys watch that uh, that action? Absolutely. It was excellent. Excellent. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, back in the day uh, with Trammell and uh, Morris, you had uh, Mickey Cochran and uh, who, uh, I think it was Dickie McCardiff, was a great combination with <laughs> Trammell. And uh, no one turned a double play like Dickie and Tram. I can almost hear it on my radio outside by my hammock right now. <laughs> and uh, someday I hope uh, I hope Dickie makes uh, Canton as well. And who could forget Trammell's dramatic World Series home run against 
Dennis Eckersley when he was with the Dodgers. One of the best home runs I've ever seen. Anyway, congratulations and uh, bless you, boys. In other baseball news, Milwaukee all-star pitcher Josh Hader is apparently, uh, uh, I guess he's a hater. Apparently, uh, he uttered or tweeted racially homophobic sentiments when he was 17. You guys on that story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I stated on this podcast before, guys, I do not condone racist or insensitive comments unless I'm the one saying them. But I still <laughs> get a bad taste in my mouth when I think of the person or underground organization for you conspiracy theorists scrubbing and searching for dirt. I'm sure most of us, if not every one of us, have said things in the past that we're not proud of that we uh, you know, may not truly reflect our true feelings. But uh, his current black teammate said that they see no evidence of a racist behavior, so in my book that counts for something. But anyway, one positive lesson hopefully comes out of this uh, with all this public exposure and all this social media is the kids certainly should be taught from their parents to be very, very careful that whatever they post is a mosaic, if you will, of all their thoughts and opinions, and when pieced together, they sort of represent their character. You agree? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And who knows what a beer or two will make someone say, you know? Anyway, uh, one more baseball story. This is sort of an obscure one that I was reading about, but did you guys uh, uh, hear about uh, Washington Senator pitcher Sean Kelly? Uh, The Washington Nationals? I, I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently threw his glove down in disgust after giving up a home run in the ninth inning with his team up 27 to 1. I don't was that a misprint? No, they were up a lot. I don't know if it was 27 to 1, but it may have been. Holy cow. Anyway, are you kidding me? I guess the organization canned him saying that he was misrepresenting the organization or putting them in a in a bad light. I say the owner should drink a Bud Light and have a chill pill, Buster Brown. Come on, there's more than what meets the eye here, guys, if that one action caused them to get rid of him. I mean, teams retain players who cheat with steroids, cheat on their wife, get drunk, receive DUIs, etc., and the Senators released a highly competitive player who was simply not happy with his performance. Many suggested that he was mad at the umpire for giving him some bad calls. But does anybody remember Earl Weaver's tantrum kicking dirt on umpires back in the 70s? He was probably spiked up on Viagra. Probably uh, many times. Anyway, in the end, guys, I want to give a thumbs up to Tiger Woods, qualified for the Firestone Invitational by finishing a respectable sixth place at the British Open. He's now ranked 50th, and I, for one, will be rooting for Tiger, along with Johnny Manziel, as we all know, to win this tournament. America loves comeback stories, and he must, uh, he's got to beat Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, and Greg Norman to do it. But anyway, hey, go Tigers, and go Tiger. Hey, Jackie! Jackie! All right, see you, Jack. Hit the road, man. All right, good stuff as always from Jack, including uh, some Tiger Woods talk. He did play well at the British. I mean, I was, that was impressive. Yeah, we kind of skipped over that in our in our podcast. I completely forgot about that, but I was glued in. Yeah. Or no, actually, no. I was at Faster Horses, and I received the update, and I've never been nor- more nervous that I was going to miss a sporting event in my life. <laughs> really? I saw that he was leading. Yeah, like he took I, the lead. I was in my headquarters at the Porta Potty, you know, the only place I got <laughs> connection. <laughs> And I saw that, and I immediately got nervous. I said, if I miss Tiger Woods winning a major, I- I'm done. I- <laughs> my- call it a life. I've- I haven't lived.
Jack also talked about uh, the Hall of Fame last week, and I don't know if you saw it last weekend, Tram and uh, Morris getting inducted, but uh, I'll tell you one thing. Nobody does it, in my opinion. I'm a baseball lover, but nobody does it like the Baseball Hall of Fame. I mean, it, it brings chills to me sometimes. And on Saturday, Bob Costas, you know, I, I love to follow the great broadcasters, and I consider Bob Costas one of the all-time greats. When he did his speech and he broke down everything that went on in the production, he was really sending high praise out to the the television uh, director and producer that worked the 88 World Series game where Gibson came in and hit one of those all-time great home runs. If you haven't had a chance to see Bob Costas describe that in his Hall of Fame speech, highly recommend it. It it puts you right there in the action. And, Matt, as a guy that works in television, I know you would uh, you would appreciate the behind-the-scenes things that was going on. Definitely, yeah. That, I like Bob Costas a lot, too, so I'll, I'll have to check that out. That'd be cool to hear. Yeah, what, what they were saying is I, I didn't realize this, but Gibby, he was not going to play. He was just out. You know, all the press notes, he wasn't playing in that game. And then, uh, according to Costas, the director said, hey, we're going to keep zooming on the dugout, see if we can get a picture of Gibby. And then he was passing down messages to Costas on the field. And finally, they were all prepared when Gibby came out in uniform to pinch hit. So they were all over it. And I guess the final sequence they put together with uh, the music from The Natural was just incredible. That's cool. So was... Was Costas the sideline or you know, yeah. the on, on-field reporter for that? Yep, he was the on-field reporter for that game. He was he was on the on the B team back in those days with uh, Bob Euchre, and uh, Vin Scully was doing the uh, the play-by-play. Yeah, because they had a famous call as Vin Scully, so I didn't know where what Costas was doing. That's cool though. People forget uh, Bob Costas went to Syracuse. Yes, people forget that. Do they forget that they now? Do. Pretty much, almost all the top broadcasters graduated from Syracuse, didn't yeah, they? They're in Northwestern. Yeah. No, that, I was going to say no one at ESPN forgets any of that. <laughs> Everyone who graduated from Syracuse or Northwestern, that is very well known. <laughs> what do they call? Isn't it like the writing school at Northwestern called something like they're called the people that graduated from there or the journalism school? And do you know what I'm talking about, Matt? Maybe I've I've heard people talk about it because like Wilbon and Greeny, they're they're all Northwestern alums. They do talk about something like that, but I forget right now. Uh, we'll come back to it. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, so let's move on from the Hall of Fame, which was very cool. I just think uh, it, it was a shame that they didn't vote Tram and Whitaker in at the same time. That would have been classic. Yeah, I did see Roger Clemens. He came out and he said that. You know, he was he was giving a lot of credit to Trammell and everything like that. But then he did say, he said it's a shame that you, you can't think of Alan Trammell without thinking of Lou Whitaker. Right. And I mean, if you look at Whitaker's stats, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. If you compare him to the other second basemen that are in the Hall of Fame, I think second basemen sometimes get kind of a short end of the stick when it comes to Hall of Fame voters, you know? I mean, it's, I think, probably for the regular nine positions or eight positions on the field, second base is about probably the least amount of Hall of Fame members. Now, I didn't look that up. I'm just going off my mind. But I, I bet you there's fewer second basemen than, let's say, catchers. I, it probably, because, yeah, the, the corner infielders, first and third, they, they seem to, you know, hit better. More Power hitters. Stuff like that. And shortstops, obviously, are just like, that's like the glory position. Right. So, yeah, probably second baseman, they get the short end of the stick. Well, let's hope Sweet Lou yeah, gets in there in the next three uh, years. To, to go back to the Northwestern, they're called the Medillers. The Medillers. The School of Journalism. Uh, yeah. It's because it's the Medill School that, of Journalism. Yeah. But, but yeah, as far as second base, uh, if you want to, I will definitely fact check that for you. If, if you'd you like to. to. 
go ahead and while you do that, let's uh, let's bang out our final rounds of our tournament of goat. How's that sound, fellas? Yeah, looking forward it. to it very All much. Right, let's do it. <laughs> you are, are you? Yeah. All right, and for the Lions, the quarterfinals, you got Barry Sanders against Matt Stafford. Which way are we going to go? I, I mean, I already know. I mean, I might as well pencil Barry Sanders. I think Barry – is it safe to say Barry Sanders is going to win this whole thing? No, nah, we'll see. Okay. We'll I, see. I feel like you guys are just going to put him through no matter what. Well, then we got uh, the Tigers, uh, JV against Al Kaline. See, you just – you didn't even – Matt didn't vote. You didn't vote. Well, you, you said Barry. Through. I just put – I was voting for Barry. There's no doubt. See, okay, so Barry's through. Yeah. Matt. Well, no, yeah, Barry, for sure. <laughs> K-Line and Verlander. You know what Obviously, I'm biased. Verlander, put through. You you, you throw a no-hitter in front of me, yeah, you're, you're through on my list. Take the second vote, Matt. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm going off of my personal opinion. I know, again, I say this every week that we've done this. Mr. Tiger, Al K-Line, greatest Tiger of all time, all that stuff. But personally, Verlander is one of my favorite Tigers of all time, so I, I've got to go... Justin Verlander. Oh, my God. You guys kill me again. That's the old <laughs> guy curse here. The least amount of, to, to check back in, the least amount of Hall of Famers by position is third base with 17. Third base? How many, second I'll, catchers, 18. Third, second baseman, 21. Oh, okay. Surprise me. How Good. many shortstops? Uh, let me pull the list back up. Just exited out of it. Uh, <laughs> shortstops, we got 25. Okay. Oh, not bad. All right. Ten umpires. How about Ten, that? Not bad. All right, back to the goat, boys. Isaiah, we're and, off the rails. I, I, we're off the rails. Isaiah, and, I just want to get, get it done. Let's get it here. done. Isaiah and Dumars. Isaiah. Yeah, you got to go Isaiah here. I mean, obviously Dumars. Like people just basically consider Dumars uh, Isaiah's sidekick, Robin. Right. Fair enough. And then uh, Gordy Howe and Iserman. Another nice matchup. You know what? This time, even though Iserman, I mean, I grew up watching him when they were winning those cups in the nineties. But I think as a Red Wing, you can't go against Gordy Howe. Yeah, you got to put Howell through. Okay, you got Mr. Hockey. He has Mr. Hockey. little knowledge. Just, like I said, the fact that his picture is on a little Caesars wall. Well, here's what we got, boys. The final four, okay? Barry Sanders against Verlander. Isaiah Thomas against Howell. Let's start with Sanders and JV. Like I said, I cannot. I know that Sanders is going to go through here, but I can't. You pitch a no-hitter in front of me. Just on principle alone, you're through in my book. JV, put him through. No, that's legitimate. I mean, yeah, if you, if you witness a no-hitter like that, I I, I can uh, applaud that. But I'm going Barry Sanders. He's my favorite, like, childhood, you know, athlete watching him play uh, of all time probably. So now, a sigh of relief. I do put you down Barry. not hold it against uh, Barry Sanders at all for retiring, like, before, no, before I, he's I, out of his prime? I hold it against the Lions for forcing him into early retirement. Yeah, I would go along with that, though I will say I was major, majorly depressed when he did that. I was so upset. Was terrible. It was. I didn't blame him. He, he still had a good four or five years left, and he, man, that was, that was awful. Yeah, it did pay. It pained me big time to see Emmett Smith get the record when it should have been Barry's. There's no doubt. All right, Isaiah Gordy Howe, the best Piston of all time against the best Red Wing of all time. Just me personally. I, yeah, put Isaiah through. I love his little dance celebration. Like after they won the title, he like spun in a circle, slammed the ball down a couple times. I would have probably gone with Howe, but I can't argue Zeke either. So you got it. It's the final. Barry Sanders, Isaiah Thomas. Barry Sanders, 100% for me. I, I've never really been a big Isaiah fan. Just kind of heard a lot of bad stuff about him. Player, The players he played with didn't really like him, from what I've heard. He was kind of an asshole, but he definitely uh, he was a hell of a player. He, was one, he wasn't one. He was a Nazi. He yeah. did win us a couple titles. Story yes. of Michael so, Jordan didn't want Isaiah Thomas on the Dream Team, that 92 Dream Team, because he didn't like him. So, right. so yeah, there's, there's that whole side. But, I, yeah, I like Isaiah Thomas a lot, but I've got to go Barry Sanders. 
All right, it's Barry Sanders. He's our champion. I'm not even sure what it ended up in the free press, but we'll check it out. Did see, I didn't see who won. Their finals were uh, Jared Guy, Ty Cobb versus Good Gordy God. Howe. What don't people understand about Ty Cobb? Ty Cobb against Gordy Howe, huh? Well, yeah, that was their final. I didn't see who won. We didn't have enough pod listeners that you could have, you know, sold them on it. Yeah, you know, exactly. We got to get some more. Well, let me I tell. It was kind of, but let me just. I thought it was kind of common knowledge that he was this terrible human being. I think people must have been going off of like strictly like their statistics and how they played on the field, not not anything personal. I mean, uh, yeah, you got to go by if you go by statistics. I mean, it's hard to say he's not the greatest player in baseball history. I mean, he's, there, he's right there. I mean, he batted 403 times. He was the all-time hits leader until Pete Rose got him. Uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a jerk. He was a Nazi, but, but he was a hell of a player, way ahead of his time. Oh, well. All right, we'll wrap the show up in a minute or two, but we'll tell our listeners about the Krona Connection, a direct mail paper sent to all of Krona, Vernon, and Shiawassee County parts of Lennon. Pick up a copy at your latest newsstand and like them on Facebook. You can view the entire Corona Connection paper online every month, both on Facebook and at Corona Connection. Well, you guys, you know, we usually start the show with what's going on, going on in our lives, but uh, we had the hot story with Urban Myers to start the, pro- the podcast off. But uh, I know Jared and I, we're going to a little family function this weekend, and I know you're looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, best time of the year every year, my cornhole championship belt is getting put back on the line i've been i've been a little protest about it but yeah but my dad he's a little bit triggered so we came home from (laughs) your house last sunday Uh and my brother had mowed the lawn okay mowed it way too short oh no Uh, killed the grass very close to killing it and if you know my basically any dad when we're at your house you was saying how you should trim up your bushes oh he did yeah you're right my wife took it to heart there you go so did you have to do that this week by the way Uh, she was supposed to do it today but she didn't do it oh you don't do that oh i don't trim i don't trim the bushes another man cook you're on your grill you don't take care of your own yard i take care of my own yard i don't take care of my own plants my wife's the plant lady out in the yard but so yeah he was triggered with that but we what do you you think matt he's calling me out of my manhood again what the heck i might have to take him down I don't know what the situation is, but he, he sounds pretty uh, pretty set in his ways. Aren't you supposed to respect your elders? Well, you, I did 100%, but you're, the couple moves you've made, <laughs> the respect's dropped a little bit. That's all right. Problem. All right. I'll, I'll take that to heart. So I have to keep this stuff in mind for uh, when he grows up and has his own house and is married and stuff, and we'll see if he ever lets anyone touch his grill. Or... Yeah. So this leads me into what, what was the big talk in my household this week. So my dad... He goes to this grocery store. Uh, I'm not going to say the name because then you'll be able to know who, like, it is that mm-hmm. he's talking about. Okay. He goes to this grocery store, and there's this girl that's, like, my age that he talks to. <laughs> and he comes home, and, and he said this, like, three or four different times now. Like, man, you should go strike up, a, start, strike up a conversation with her. You know, she's really nice. She's really cute. She's cute. And so this so this kind of went on. Like, he would say it, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek a few times. And then this time, so, the, so this was on Monday night. He's like forcing me to go buy him ice cream from Save a Lot. Like basically. Oh, there's the name. Damn it. But or leave it in. There's no way she listens. But he's forcing me to. Go, he's like trying to force me to go to Save a Lot. And I don't know who this girl is. Uh, it must be someone that he's he knows just from the store. Sure. But he's trying to make me go there, get him ice cream. First off, he needs his ice cream. He has it every night. He needs his ice cream. Okay. He's trying to force me to go there. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. Not, and it's just the principle. I guess I just, you put me in a, st- a spot where you force me to talk to a girl, I, shut it, I'll shut it down. There's no way. There's no, there's no way. So basically everyone's questioning my man card, questioning, you know, like, 
just I'm not uh, confident enough. I'm shy. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I think you got it covered right there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that was just everyone kind of taking their shots at me at the house this week. It's just me. You you want me to go talk to a girl? Oh, a god no. Well, you, oh no, I'm you, out on that. Well, if you want to, you'll do it on your own, right? You're not going to be put in a corner. To do it. It was like dance monkey dance. Now, you know? did, now, did you go to another store to get the ice cream and just fake like you went no, to save a lot, or uh, were you were you under orders to we go? We had to... ice cream in the freezer already. Oh, that we found. <laughs> or no, actually, my brother went. My brother went. Okay. No, don't know whether how that interaction with my brother went uh, with the. He probably put the, he probably put the moves on. The, yeah, maybe he did. If he did, then so be it. Like I said, you put you try to paint me into a corner, and it's already tough enough for me to just do it. You know. uh just spur of the moment, just be by myself. You expect me to do it, like, on demand? Wow. Oh, well, God, no. Well, with with pressure from the parents watching yeah. and wanting to know what's going on, that is, that's kind of a tough one. That is. I think you got to just take a shot and go talk to her. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> I, – I understand that. For me personally, no way. No way in hell was I going to do well, that. Well, let me ask you this scenario. First of all, she doesn't know anything about you being prodded, right? No. Now – and, well, no, and nobody's going to be there over your shoulder pushing you saying, go talk to her, go talk to her. <laughs> I mean, you go in and get the ice cream, you go through her line, you check it out, you know, you know how it works. I do, but, I mean, like you I felt said. Pressured. You, just, you felt yeah, pressure. You felt pressure. The pressure just, it crumbled me. Oh. Absolutely crumbled me. Wow. There goes your manhood it, right there. Me. I don't even know if I can, <laughs> I think I might not be able to go to save a lot ever again, just in case she's working. You going to be able to go to Onaway? Uh, yeah. Well, oh, well, you're saying just because he's uh, it's been the hot topic and he's. Well, no, no. I just want to make sure you aren't shook so much that you're just gonna hole up in it your definitely, room. It shook me for a couple days there. Wow. I'm starting to get over it. But like I said, I really don't. I think I just. I don't think I can go to save a lot now. Now, have, it, have you always been that way with uh, the the female persuasion? <laughs> you shy? Are you? <laughs> you don't a seem shy bit. to me. A little bit, but it's just. Like I said, it was just a whole mix of things. Had the whole family, like, you know, everyone's eyes are on you, pressure's on. Now, that's tough. That's tough. It's I, just I, kind of a weird, like, I've ne- I don't know who this girl is. I'm just going in there completely blind. <laughs> it's just, he's so gung-ho. There's a, there's a thin line between love and apathy out there. Uh-huh. And he was so gung-ho about it that it just kind of turned me off. So how did it end with your dad? I mean, you obviously dug in and said, I'm not going, right? Uh, yeah, and like I said, I... My brothers, everyone's like they were egging you on. Yeah, every I definitely was not a good night for me. Uh, that's pretty much how it ended. Uh, my dad, he found his ice cream. You know, God forbid he doesn't have his ice cream. Oh so, my goodness! Luckily that he we found the ice cream. If there, if there had not have been ice cream found, I would have put my foot in the ground. I was not leaving that house. There's and if I would, I would have drove across town before I went to save a lot. Right, which is like a mile away from my house, by the way. Wow, just the girl, Jared. It's not not that bad. So I, but you gotta you gotta be there. Like I said, I understand that I'm in the minority here with my take on this, but just me personally, oh, no way. In I will say this. I, I've, I've never been, of course, I come from a different different generation. <laughs> my, my folks didn't know what the hell I was doing with all the girls out there. They weren't pushing me anywhere, but uh, I, I, I can see where you're coming from on he, that. He even pulled this card on me. Uh, you ever listen to the Zach Brown Band song, uh, As She's Walking Away? Like, don't fall in love as she's walking away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that song. They're my favorite, one of my favorite bands. But... Wait, John pulled that card out on yes. you? Oh. He knew how much he knew the Zach Brown Band was very close to my heart. Oh, man. That's not even fair, is it? No. So, hey, speaking about country, I, I got to throw this in there. I know you didn't really want to get into it, but I saw you tweeted. Uh, you sent a tweet out for Faster Horses. You want to see Jake Owens. At faster horses next him. year or down the road, I right? Need him. This is pretty cool. And he he actually quote tweeted it and responded. He said, "Dude, 
Uh, I've been dying to go back there ever since I went, uh, like, the first year, I think is what he said. Right. Like, let's make it happen. So I mean, it wasn't a retweet. It was a direct quote yeah. to you. So if that he, was pretty sweet. So if he does, this is, this might be the most important thing in my life, just getting Jake Owen to Fast Horses. I might have to tweet something out every day to get him there. Right. If he's there, wow, my life is made. My life is made if he gets there. Yeah, save that tweet. I, re- I remember my first quote tweet from a celebrity. Who was it? Who was it? it? <laughs> I, I mean, it's happened a few times. I'm kidding. That's really cool. Uh, oh, I wonder if so like you have. Well, who's number I know, one? Bomani Jones. Bomani Jones roasted you. We forgot about that. Oh yeah, he tried yeah, to I mean, bury that one, didn't he? Back and forth. I, I was going back and forth with Mina Kime uh, earlier this week, and Golik has roasted me. I don't know. I've, I've had a handful of celebrities quote tweet. I mean, you, you tweet as many times as I do. It's going to happen. You do. You are a tweeter. That's there's no doubt about that. That's all right. Now, other than the ESPN family, anybody else brush with greatness? Uh, 30 Seconds for Mars, I went to one of their concerts last summer, and uh, Jared Leto and the band's Twitter page uh, quote-tweeted a, a picture. I don't know. Nice. I, I think there's been some other ones, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, sorry, Matt. Sorry I'm not as uh, Hollywood <laughs> as you. <laughs> didn't mean to rain on your parade, but, I mean, after you couldn't even go to the grocery store and talk to a girl, I kind of couldn't hold it back. I'll stand by that move the rest of my life. I Like I said, I think I can't go to that grocery store anymore. Oh, well, at least we're getting out of town for the weekend. you got to be looking yeah. forward to that. And your, your cornhole crown will be on the line, it looks like. It is. It is. Where, where is uh, the camp? On way, you said? Yeah, on way up uh, up at Black Lake. You know where that's at? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've been up there. That's a cool place. Yeah, they got a really – well, the golf course up there is spectacular. I don't know if you guys are golfing it. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. And then we uh, we stay – some people camp at the campground right there, and they also have uh, lodging. You know, they have some uh, cabins and, and hotel rooms right there in the woods. It's awesome. And we do it every year. That's cool. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that for sure. Uh, a few other things I want to throw on the table. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys are satellite radio listeners, but I – subscribe to Sirius and they just started a new channel channel three and what they're doing is they're playing all the billboard chart toppers all the number one songs from 1958 to today in order and it's really awesome to hear all the number one songs well uh, it's been at least two and a half days now and they were up to the mid 80s on my way home from work today but uh, I, I do have to confess one thing I was listening to the music from the mid-70s, which was kind of my era, right? And the number one songs weren't the kind of music that I really liked, which is classic rock, like Led Zeppelin, you know, some of the great hard rock bands from that era. Uh, I got to tell you, the 70s were, was pretty lame for number one songs. I mean, you probably don't even know who some of these people are. Have you ever heard of the Captain and Tennille? Nope. No. Well, they had a couple songs. One was number one called Love Will Keep Us Together. Then they had another song. Picture this, fellas. The name of the song was Muskrat Love. I've, oh, I've, I've heard, heard that song. That, yeah. You've heard that song? That's Cap- yeah, yeah. Captain and Tennille. Also, this is a classic mid-'70s. A number one song was The Hustle by Van McCoy and Soul City Symphony. The Hustle's a dance, right? You've probably seen yeah. country dances, line dances. I thought it was like a, it's like a jazz dance. It's, it's, a... it's like a line dance. You get together and do this whole line dance. You like the Hustle. You do, yeah, that's yeah, it. Right? That's it. <laughs> I have seen that. That was the number one song in 1975. Uh, do you even know who Neil Sedaka is? No, no clue. Uh, this is a guy that was popular in the 50s. He had a number one hit with Bl- Bad Blood. Uh and here's a classic one from the 70s. A guy named C.W. McCall had a number one song called Convoy, and it's basically him 
talking about being on a CB and saying, we got us a convoy, and he's talk singing it. Uh, it was a terrible era. Which at the huh. time you probably loved. It was a popular song. I won't say I loved it, but I did have a CD or CB did, back did in the time. Did you ever take in the hustle? I uh, never did take part. I, I did the bump. You ever heard of the bump? No. That's when you're <laughs> dance, dancing with a chick and you bump your hips together, you know, out on Good the dance floor. God. <laughs> I did that with Aunt Lana. Oh, how about nice. that? Yeah, but no hustle for this guy. You haven't lived if you haven't hustled. I guess not. You've done those line dances, right? I have not. Never have, Matt. I know <laughs> you have. Blister. Oh yeah, definitely. You get out on the dance floor at a wedding. You have to do those. <laughs> I've always, I've, always, I've kind of always wanted to go to like. I can't wait till I can go to weddings like on my friends. Little piece of advice that I actually heard: uh, always be the first one out to the dance floor. Why you don't it? want people thinking that you're like too nervous to dance. Uh, you know, you suck at dancing, you're confident, you go out there first one on the dance floor, which might be a tough move for somebody who wouldn't go to the grocery store. <laughs> but got to be the first one out there. Am I right, Matt? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, I mean, if you're going there to meet someone or to make some friends or whatever, yeah, get on the dance floor. Oh, not only that, too, if you if you knock back a couple shots, that'll that'll get you going early, too, you know? And liquid courage. You know it. Very much so. Absolutely. Let's see. What else did we want to get into, boys? Well, we had the, uh, I don't know if we want to save it for another pod if we want to get into it now, but top five, uh, someone mentioned to me, uh, some of, one of our listeners said it would be kind of cool if we got into a top five. We were talking about Barry Sanders last week, how great of like a highlight player he was. So if we wanted to get into like our top five all time, you know, just players who just put on one hell of a highlight reel. Uh, then we can get into that. No, yeah, we can get well. into it. I, I had a list. I didn't bring it with me, but I, I, I can remember most of it. So go ahead. Start so us I can, off. Yeah, I can start it off. So for me personally, and we'll uh, we'll just kind of go snake draft. Is that how we want to do it, maybe? What's that? So uh, I'll name one, and then you'll name one, and then Matt can name two, and then you'll name one, and then I'll name two. I'll do my best. You really don't know what a snake draft is? I've never heard that in my life. Like you, for you a know, fantasy draft? Yeah, you remember to been a fantasy. Uh, I, okay, not that much, but we go can just ahead. do a regular. I, draft, I, I, I've just never heard it. No, you can steak. do it that way. I don't care. <laughs> so my number one, <laughs> or my number five, Denard Robinson. He's got one uh, play. So we all remember like his first play from scrimmage, uh, and the specific highlight video I'm remembering is like career highlights. His first play from scrimmage, he comes in, fumbles a snap, runs it in the end zone. Like as soon as he ran in the end zone in this highlight, uh, like right above it plays by Little Wayne, which is just. Do you know Little Wayne? Mm-hmm. So I do. Just a great highlight. Uh, obviously, it was electric to watch. I loved watching him. So that, that one's near and dear to my heart. But that's my number five, Denard Robinson. Number Shoe five. List. So number five on your list. So yes. I should pick a number five? Yeah, five to one. You go first, Matt. I actually had Denard as my number five, too. Uh, I mean, same reason. I remember that play you're talking about. and He, he was that dude that, like, like must watch TV. Because you never knew when he was going to break one for 80 yards or something. So I loved watching Denard play. I'll go, uh, I'll keep it in football. I'll go uh, Bo Jackson, number five. I you, thought about you ever that. see his, any of his highlights? Now, were they like, you talking about like one mixed baseball and football or just football? I'm, I'm just going to say Bo knows sports. I mean, he did everything, but I, mainly the highlights that I liked was when he played football. He was phenomenal. I mean, he had some superstar uh, moves in baseball, too, but I'm going off his college football mainly. He was phenomenal. That's a strong pick. I love that 30 or 30, by the way. It's probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a great one. My number four, uh, Kemba Walker. And it's a, a, oh. this is a very specific one. Kemba Walker tournament run. We all remember when UConn won it all. He was cardiac. Kemba he had so many highlights during that run. Uh, I, basically, this was something I noticed. You got to have a good music. You got to have good music in the highlights, or which basically just comes down to what I've seen, what I haven't seen. Kemba Walker he had all the lights, like which was a Kanye West song, right when it was peak popularity, just playing in the background of this highlight. Just that tournament run. 
Everything about Kemba Walker at that time, I'm 100% in Kemba Walker number four. Hmm. Okay. Kemba, yeah, that, that run was good, especially that step-back jumper he had was filthy. But Cardiac I'll, Kemba! I'll stick, with, I'll stick with basketball. and It's two guys, but I think it's the two best in-game dunkers of all time, Vince Carter and Sean Kemp. I, I mean, I grew up watching Sean Kemp, and I, I had his jersey, and he was, I mean, every time he dunked, it was amazing, and same with Vince Carter, so... So their highlight reels, especially their in-game dunks, were ridiculous. All right, I'm going to surprise you with my uh, my number four pick. Uh, I'm going to baseball. That surprises you right out of the gate. I'm going with a guy that I'm I'm basing all the highlights on one season. Any idea who I'm talking about? Barry Bonds. No, Barry Bonds would be on my list. He'd be a highlight oh, Mark baseball Fidrich, player. Maybe? The bird, know. absolutely. Mark Fidrich. That year of 1976. If you had a chance to watch all of his starts. It was phenomenal, and you know the Tigers were lousy, but uh, every time Fitterich pitched, there was at least twenty thousand fans more in the stands than normal, and that was on the road and at home. So Fitterich is my number four. I don't hate a good baseball highlight. Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds. I could watch some guys belt home runs all day. Sure, okay. But uh, my number three, uh, it's actually a team, the twenty-eight or two thousand eight Redeem Team Olympics basketball team. We've seen these on Facebook. It's like twenty minutes long, just. Them just throwing down dunks, alley-oops to each other. We got Kobe, who, you know, not the best player ever. But Kobe, <laughs> LeBron, uh, Melo kind of when he was in the prime, Dwayne Wade. It's just it's an incredible team, an incredible highlight, and it's just – I know it's not a player, but throw that whole team on there. 2008 Redeem team. That's your number three. Yep. How about you, Matt? No, I would argue to the death that 2008 team would beat the 92 Dream Team. But some some people don't like that take. Sticking with you taking a shot about Kobe, he was on my list. I would say Kobe's whole career, but specifically early Kobe, like his first five, six, seven years in the league. His, if you, people go back and watch his highlights from the first handful of years of him in the league, the, the dude he he put on a show. That's hard to argue that one for sure. He did he did have some highlight reel uh, video for sure. He was an honorable mention on my list, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm, and it like it's you got to have a strong song, and that's what that's what he had more than anyone. He had the best song ever. He had Little Wayne literally made a song, Kobe doing work, <laughs> just a strong song. I think the music video for that song was just a highlight of Kobe's. Little Wayne getting a lot of love here tonight. He is. You got to love that great uh, highlight singer. Well, you you pick Kobe. I got number three. I'm going to go with Michael Jordan. Same type of player, yeah, same type of highlights. I'm going with Jordan. That's a strong one. That's probably could be number one in all of them. It, it could be. He could honest. be in contention. This is, is it my turn? Number two. I'm kind of lost. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Uh, We're Johnny, snaking through. Johnny Manziel, Heisman tape. Just incredible. Another, like I said, the song. It's got to be the song. It has to be great. Imagine Dragons. Before they were huge, you know, before they were in every highlight. Yeah. But it was uh, radioactive, just highlight. I could watch Johnny Manziel highlights all day. That probably is the number... He was very close to being number one on my list, but I just barely got a job. I was interesting, someone. interesting pick. How about you, Matt? I put yep. I put uh, a guy that probably we all remember from his his short Michigan days, Sam McGuffey. He was like the That's original. Gone. That was a good one. YouTube sensation highlight film. I remember when the first video of him on YouTube hurtling over a guy for a touchdown came out, and that just like blew up on YouTube, and then started making highlight reels on YouTube and everything like that. And then he committed to Michigan. I was I was so excited. Obviously, it didn't work out, but, but Sam McGuffey's highlight reels were were legit. Yeah, and just kind of a couple of my honorable mentions, uh, like high school players. I don't know if you guys remember, like a kill car basketball player, like oh, yeah. five foot five. And I know I use this word a lot, but he's a definition of this electric electric factory. electric factory. And then there's Jadeveon Clowney. He had an all time tape. 
where I remember they ran like a reverse and he chased the guy all the way down. Like it's the most incredible play of like hustle that you've ever seen in your life. But those two are definitely my two like high school uh, highlight tapes. If I was going to go high school, I'd go Magic Johnson back in the days. But also an honorable mention, I'd probably have Earl Campbell. Do you remember, you remember that name at all? I got a card of him where he's got like the Longhorn symbol up. Oh man, he was one stud, and he used to just barrel over people. But didn't he wear the Bard on the middle? He did. So I mean, yeah. you wear a Bard on the middle. Uh, how good could you have been? <laughs> you knew you're leading with your head, right? Yeah. True. <laughs> where, where are we up to? Number two. Yeah, I think it's your turn. All right. I really had a hard time choosing between one and two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have Barry at number two. Very, very close to being number one, but when I get to my number one, I'll sell that. But Barry Sanders could be number one on anybody's list, but he's number two on mine. So my number one and this was Did you uh, do number two yet? Yeah, Johnny Menzel. Oh, okay, sorry. So my number one, uh myself. How about that? Okay. Which I know how bad that sounds. Now, I'm not saying like I had sweet highlights or anything, but there's something about watching yourself. I've seen my highlights a little bit too many, a little, a little too many times that I'm proud to say. Oh my god! Uh, but I edited it myself, put all the flashes in it, all the stuff I've seen, all the stuff I like. Even had a little throwback to my youth days, and then threw it to. It's my pretty good, I have to admit. I saw it. It's not bad. <laughs> It's just, I mean, when you see a photo uh, that you're in, who's the first person you look for? You look at yourself. Of course. And it's just, I, like I said, I feel kind of like a dick, you know, saying it, that I would, that myself is my favorite highlight tape, but I think we all could agree, Ted, if you had a highlight tape of your career. <laughs> if they made them in those Matt, days. you know that it's probably your favorite as well. You just won't say it. You're you're watching yourself as the best. Oh, I, I can say that I've watched, I've put together highlight films. I've put together a couple of my highlight films with uh, the radio call from Ted. Yeah, you did. That was awesome. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I put together a few. So I, I could, I know what you're saying. I probably know all of my catches in high school and everything like by heart, just because of how many times yeah. I've watched it. But, but I didn't even think about that to be honest with you. Because otherwise, I would have put myself at number one. <laughs> but I did put, I put Barry Sanders at number one, just because he, like I said, my favorite childhood player. What growing up and and he literally was must must watch TV. I mean, I remember he would get hit in the backfield sometimes, like five, six yards in the backfield, just because the Lions' offensive line was so bad, and he would spin out and. Get a 10, 15 yard gain or something, but but Barry Sanders, he's the best of all time. Yeah, well, I'm going to go old school on number one. I'm not going with Bob Cousy, even though you thought I might, <laughs> but I'm going with Pistol Pete Maravich. He was on an honorable mention of my list. Oh he could shoot my. from all over the place. He could do it all. The way he handled the ball, passed it. I mean, he was he was way ahead of his time. And there's it just bar none in my book, the greatest basketball player for sure, greatest college basketball player I've ever seen. So pistol P. Yeah, I can't argue with that. A few of my honorable men, let me just I, go ahead. I, I my brain just got going, and I had a lot of honorable mentions. Tavon Austin, he's got an all-time high school tape. Uh, I was anyways, gonna I was gonna bring him up too. Uh, Ricky Rubio, uh, when he came was coming over from Europe. Like he was just, I thought that was like he was like gonna be the sweetest player ever. That was that would have been a cold take of mine when I was you know ten years old or whatever watching his highlights. Right. Uh, Sean Taylor didn't know him until he died, but then you watch his uh, you know R.I.P. Sean Taylor. He's got a sick highlight film from both Miami and in the NFL. Uh, Reggie Bush, that's another great. Yeah, Reggie Bush. One. He, he had a great. Kind of surprised. I thought for sure you were gonna pick this one, Mike Tyson. Iron. Mike. He was on my list, but I like I said, I didn't bring it. Mike Tyson would have probably been in the top five. And then just another high uh, RG three, you know, no pressure, no diamonds. His highlight tape, just another great one. And then my, another one I had noted. If he would have had a better career with the Lions, maybe he would have made my list. But Titus Young, career uh-huh. uh, Boise State highlights wasn't sweet highlights. Just a song, a uh, perfect song for a highlight. 
uh, The Way You Move, Outcast. <laughs> I like the way you move. <laughs> it was just the best song you could ever have for like a wide receiver with some sick moves. By the way, is he in prison now? He's kicked off the team. I don't know. I, I think oh, he's, yeah, he's in prison. Yeah, I think yeah. he's he, he's doing time for Yikers. sure. Yeah, he, he got caught like stealing a bunch of cell phones or something. Did you guys have any honorable mentions that you want to throw out there? Well, I, I was going to bring up Tavon Austin. I mean, that's kind of like last week or something. His for some reason on Twitter, his uh, high school highlight film was like it was it was all over Twitter for some reason. But I remember hearing about him in high school, his senior year. There were like rumors going around, and he even like confirmed it. Whether it's true or not, who knows? But he said that his senior year, he only got tackled once. Wow! He's <laughs> so like he obviously he like went out of bounds a few times, but like actually got tackled only once his senior year. I, I I wrote down his stats. Like his stats are ridiculous. I mean, guys like this, it's insane to think like how good they would be in high school. In three years, he rushed for sixty five hundred yards. And had a hundred rushing touchdowns in oh. three years. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, Ted, you need like yeah, I haven't seen it. that. I'll Ted. check it out. What's his name again? Tavon Austin. He plays for the um, Rams. The right Cowboys now, right? now. Oh, you got the Cowboys now. Yeah, he went to West Virginia. Uh, okay, West Virginia All American. He's the fastest guy you've ever seen. He like walks into the end zone. I will check it out. And you know, back to Mike Tyson for just one second. You know, those first twenty fights or so that he had were some of the most unbelievable menacing, intimidating fights I've ever seen in my life. I know a few people that he fought were tomato cans, but he, he was so vicious in his younger days. Uh, he, he was incredible. I do have another honorable mention out of football. Dick Butkus, defensive middle linebacker. He was as vicious and hard-hitting as anybody I've ever seen. And uh, he played for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but he was awesome. If you ever check out some of his highlights from uh, Football Follies or whatever from the old film, Pretty classic. Football follies, man. I, I used to watch some of those a lot. I, I, on VHS tape, I used to wear those out. Weren't those awesome? Oh, yeah, they were great. John Facenda Good doing music. the narration. Oh, great music. Those had great music. This is like an inside joke that I'm not a part of. I don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> Football about. Football follies? Sounds very fun. Sounds very enjoyable for you guys. NFL films. You have seen NFL yes. film documentaries and stuff, okay, right? So that's that's, that's who okay. produced it. Okay, yep. cool. I, anytime I think about NFL films, that's like the best video that you can have as a, like a video editor. If you get something that's with NFL films and ESPN pays a ton of money for that, man, that video is amazing. It's kind is of it, like a, a TV nerd thing, but NFL film stuff is awesome. Oh, yeah. I don't know. If, is Steve Sable still alive? Do you know? Uh, if he's not, I think his son or something is doing it now. I know it's still kind of like in the family, but I'm not too sure, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I know... Uh, uh, is it the Showtime uh, oh, so program, hard. the NFL program with uh, James Brown? Yeah. If so, R.I.P. Uh, what's his name? If he is dead. Yes. Steve Sable. Steve Sable, R.I.P. R.I.P. In case. All right. Speaking of R.I.P., i got to throw this out before we wrap up. You guys, I don't know, Matt, you may have watched uh, WWF wrestling or WWE wrestling back in the day when you were younger. You remember Nikolai Volkov? I remember the name, yeah. I, I didn't know him that well, though. He was uh, in the same era with Hulk Hogan and, and that, you know, when wrestling really took off and, and became popular, he was teamed with the Iron Sheik. So you had the Russian and the, the Iron Sheik from Iran, and this is when the U.S. was having their Cold War stuff with them. Nikolai Volkov just passed away, and I think they were the greatest tag team ever in wrestling. Just a little wrestling information for our fans out there. I do remember the Iron Sheik. I had a, I think my, my parents probably still have them for all the grandkids, but I had a bunch of like little figurines of all the WWE guys. Oh, yeah. I love that stuff. I think we got some in a toy box at home as well. 
Yeah, uh, my dynamic duo, John Cena, Rey Mysterio. I have no clue if they actually wrestle together, but they're both <laughs> just great wrestlers. <laughs> All right. I did see, and this this might take my man card, but I did see that John Cena and uh, Nikki Bella, they officially called it off. So little That's pop too bad. For you guys yeah, a little second time. Yeah. Second time, right? Show. They had a show for a couple years there, like WWE, like Divas or something, Total yep. Divas. Yeah, yeah they, well, they still have the Total, total Bellas. But, oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna say I watched it or anything. I've watched it. Here's my man card too, because I watched her on Dancing with the Stars. She was very good. No, they are good. I mean, I think one of the sisters. I think it was her uh, played college soccer, so they're good athletes for sure. Wow. All right, I think we've covered enough topics for tonight. You guys think? Yeah, great. Uh, we kind of lost it a little bit, went off the rails a little bit. But I think we got it back together. Yeah, uh, and, it's, and we're gonna go off the rails once yeah. in a while. Wait, what are you gonna say? <laughs> but let's call it a show. And again, I want to tell everybody, remember, share this pod with all your friends. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcast on your iPhone. And while you're you're there, rate us, comment on our podcast page. We'd love to hear the comments. You can also check us out on SoundCloud or TuneIn, whatever site you use, and listen. We do appreciate it. And you can also email us at threepointpod at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we got some exciting news coming up in about a couple weeks from now, don't we, Matt? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting pretty pumped for it, and I think you guys are too. We're going to do a, a big uh, Michigan high school football, pigskin, whatever we want to call it, a big preview show anyway. Um, we've got confirmed, we've got a couple guys on the west side of Michigan that work in, in the media over there, uh, someone in the Detroit area. I know you, we got someone in Shiawassee County, someone in the Lansing area, right? Yep, we, that, those are confirmed. Yeah, so, I mean, we've got a bunch of the media got people who, who follow high school football in the state, and we're going to put together a big uh, a preview show. So it should be really cool. Yeah, we'll get it all put together and uh, put up on our site uh, a day or two before the football season kicks off. So we're looking forward to that. Did you guys, no, let's sorry to cut you off, but did you see a comment from Mitch Album on our podcast? <laughs> no. So, says, who's that as the header? says, I like that young guy's takes. I like the cut of his jib. Very smart and talented, if I do say so myself. So I don't, I, I'm guessing he's That's from Mitch Album, huh? Yeah. I'm guessing he's talking about uh, me being the young guy of the crew, but oh, thank he, you, Mitch. He likes the cut of your I'm jib. Of is, you. that, is that correct? <laughs> you can see it for yourself. All right. Leave a, leave a review, maybe, if you feel like that's not deserving. Leave a negative review about, about the young guy. Did you find that on Twitter, did you? No, it's on the Apple Podcast. All right. Someone left it. Speaking of Twitter, what's your what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Jared Patel. And how about you, Matt? I'm at Burnsy381. If you want to see all those uh, times I've interacted with celebrities, right? Absolutely. Mostly getting roasted, but yes. And you can follow me brag. at Z92.5 Sports Guy. Jackstrap even has a spot at Jackstrap88. And again, we want to thank our sponsors, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, and Z92.5 The Castle. This has been a Sportsnet Michigan production. Until next time, thanks for listening to Three Point Podcast.